Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead. And I'm uh, Tiffany, Liquid Enthusiast. And welcome to episode 29 of Beer Not Just a Podcast Link Up series. We are back again with series six of Link Up, I the know, sixth pray. edition of the beer collaborations, which is kind of wild, eh? Yeah, pretty nuts. Which is interesting because then this is basically pretty well timed with our original one in 2021. Yes. I thought about it because it came up in my memories. Today, actually, we had a photo with the first one ever, which was Dominion City. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. Facebook. Okay, look at the timing oh, it's the day on of that. Recording. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we must cool. Have recorded about the yeah. same time. So uh, we are back again, y'all, for the. I, th- I think it's the second one this year. Yes, yeah, that I feels think. right. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, super exciting to to get them back this time. We are in town. Last time we were away during most of it, uh, but we are here. We are present. We are ready to go. Uh, wicked lineup of breweries as always. Yes. And this very first one is. Uh, oh, can we talk about something first? Yeah, for please, a second? please, please, yeah. As of this recording and when these episodes roll out, we have released the uh, first official Link Up Scholarship. So that is a Link Up. Oh, do we get a... Yeah, 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 yeah. So... (laughs) 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 And our guest is clapping off uh, uh, backstage. Um, But yeah, we have released our first ever Link Up Scholarship in uh, collaboration with Niagara College. So that is for their brewing program. So we are covering 50% of the tuition for a BIPOC individual. uh, For the entire program, actually. For their entire program. So it's 50% of the entire program, which is super awesome. And in addition to covering their tuition or 50% of that tuition, we're also going to be supporting them throughout their journey by utilizing our network. Correct. Of course, as you all know that we are also like a half, you know, BAOS, but we're also half Saint-Yon Beron, which means we also have a really great brewery partner there too, who uh, we are all working to commit to support that individual uh, in their journey via like brewing questions, support, help, mentorship, all like that fun stuff, job applications, you know, placement, all the fun stuff. Um, and that's one of the amazing things about having a network of so many incredible breweries is that literally anyone who gives you advice is like the best person to give you advice in our 100%. network right now. They're amazing people. So super, super happy about that and very much looking forward to it. Uh, applications are closing on October 9th. Yes, so this podcast will be out well in advance of that, probably just shy of two months. Um, Probably, yeah, exactly, to to apply for that one. Yeah. Um, Which is great. It's super exciting. It's like all of this has kind of come to life. Obviously, we have the Cicerone stuff, and we've had that since the beginning, but this is kind of taking it to another level. So we're the whole team, super excited. It was, you know, a fair amount of work to get it out and ready. Um, But uh, the response has already been fantastic, um, as well with the press, a bunch of press uh, supported, which is is dope. And hopefully we can just help someone to, you know, get through the brewing program and get this uh, industry looking more like the outside world you know it you know what i'm saying so thank you for bringing that up of course yes we should kick off this series with that it's very important so first episode this is a brewery very near and dear to our heart Uh, if you've been watching bos from the beginning uh, or close to you know how much this brewery means to us so uh, to kick off series six of link up with this brewery and this particular gentleman who's one of my favorite humans ever in craft beer (laughs) um is a blessing and an honor guys please welcome sam corbet of soda city in the building (laughs) <laughs> He's like, ah, beautiful guy. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Hi, Sam. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Mate. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be a part of this. I love working with you guys. This is awesome. 
That's the best. Thank you, man. Thank you for being down for this. Uh, obviously, we've got you know pretty. It's been a busy summer with, uh, I guess, BOS and Sawdust. We have a whole bunch of stuff, and we're going to talk about the other stuff at the end. Um, so it's yes. very, very cool. Very cool. Very happy to have you on board and uh, and, and kind of reconnect and get to hang out the other day, which was wicked. Mm -hmm. So. And Set. hanging on the patio. Yeah, I know. We've awesome. actually done that. We've always just hung out inside. Yeah. I think because we always went in, um, it was cold. Yeah, we always went when it was cold. And I think you expanded the patio, no? Wasn't it not as yeah, big as it was before? The patio was a, uh, a pandemic addition. There you which go. helped okay. us out a lot. And, uh, you know, when you're up in Muskoka, you don't want to be stuck inside. You want to be outside. So we needed a patio. We needed people to see the, the loveliness that is Muskoka. So... You know, it's been a welcome addition over the last couple of years. Love oh, it. Yeah. Love to see it. Yeah. So uh, we actually got to try, I, we waited for you specifically to try this beer. We typically would, oh, obviously we tried it at the brewery from the tank. Yes. So we, but we haven't tried the finished product uh, yet. So we waited oh, for this really? uh, chat to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. That's what I we've been doing. a couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very smart because it's the perfect uh, time of year to be doing that. So Uncle Sam, okay. let's tell the people what we're doing today. All right, well, we got the lemongrass lager, uh, link up lemongrass lager. Uh, it's a, a rice lager that we made with, uh, we added lemongrass, but we also added some sabro hops, which add a little bit. So we wanted that coconut to go with the that sort of lime character, the lemongrass, and it's yeah. very tropical. You get a big hit of, you get the hops in there, but you also get to that sort of like nice astringency and light body from the rice it all works together we're very happy with it it's actually been a pretty big hit at the brewery yay uh, love to hear that drink Good for awesome I love this big aroma yes dude as soon as tiff cracked this can i'm just over here like i'm just getting punched in the like it's like similarish uh, i've never seen a lager to be honest like punch me in the face with some beautiful hop aromas from uh two feet away well, we want to get that, like, I, I'm i a big fan of Sabro. It doesn't, I mean, it was hot the for best. a bit, but then it kind of went away, but I'm a big Sabro fan. I, I love that coconut Ooh. sort of blend. And we also had some Sriracha in there, which brings the dill and sort of that, uh, it ties into the, well, it's a rice lager, so we wanted to kind of bring it back to the Asian roots, which uh, Sriracha being a Japanese hop, we thought would have been a good tie to the I was just thinking we're getting sushi. Oh yeah, yeah. This There's is gonna a lot go. Going on for a light lager. That's yeah. awesome. We're having a sushi order delivered, and it just made me feel like, oh, this is oh, gonna this be, be fantastic. Oh, that nose is crazy. So, would you say is the nose mostly the sriracha, or is it kind of the a bit of both? I think it's. Just, I get. I get a lot of the sabro. I get that that coconut. Yeah. Punch. For me, sriracha is that dill background, which okay. I'm tasting right now. Mm. But like, Oof. there's a lot, and it's, it's dry as a bone. It's just refreshing, and uh, you know, at four and a half percent, it's great for summer. It's super, and the and the rice bot like with the using the rice in the malt body like lightens it up. I mean, I think it's well. I like it. The alliteration too worked out swimmingly yes. when you guys approached us. We were kind of talking about doing this beer, and then I'm like. Link up the lemongrass lager. Lemongrass, link, link up lemongrass lager worked out so well. I'm like, we kind of have to do this. It's perfect. Yeah. It, it, we went for the L. We went for the L, but we took the dub. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers. Get that in you, Samuel. Mm. Mm. 
Jesus. Wow. That is so bright. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so cool. And that Everything lemongrass is like popping. Um, awesome. The wicked fluffy head, um, aromatic nose. My God. Um, like a, like so much lemon. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the lemongrass. Mm -hmm. um, the sabro is great. Like it is kind of like the coconut is like as you do the lip smacky thing. Like it kind of coats it, your mouth almost. It's I like that hop is like I think it kind of got played out a bit about three years ago and people sort of walked away from it. Yeah, people hate it. I think them, it's man. a great way to expand and get out of the the big three, the Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, Mosaic of all the hops that are there. Sabro kind of works as like it's a new it's a new character that adds a different flavor that we're used to in big hop flip forward beers. Cause that coconut is a different take on the, just that general grassy or tropical that we're used to. Yeah. So having that, it, it's, it's like having another like, uh, arrow in your quiver to pull out, to add a different flavor component, to make the beer a little bit more interesting or bring it to a different level that you, just outside of the norm. Yeah, yeah. man. The, um, and the, the, like, I guess it's the Sriracha with that herbal. There's like these cool spices and like herbs in there. Like you said, the dill, but like peppery a touch as well. Yeah. Peppery That's for sure. Like, Definitely peppery. Yeah. It's like almost stopping it from being, um, too, uh, like it's not that it's sweet cause it's a lager, but you know what I mean? Like the, the spices kind of like just mellow it out even more. And it's just so refreshing and super dry, like bone dry. I just want to take yeah. more and more sips. Um, dude, this is fantastic. Yeah, awesome. I'm not surprised really this has been great. going well. And I love the it's, color. It's so pale. It's so very, mm. very light. It was even like, like the body looks gonna... yellowy or something as well. It's very, very, it's very light. We, we, we carved it a little bit high to give it a little bit more of that effervescence. Yeah. And bring it into the summer. It's yes. been killing it on the patio. That's what I was thinking. I was oh, like, "That's." Bad. I'm not yeah. surprised at all when you're saying it's going well because I'm like, this is perfect on a patio. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, awesome. We, we've been rocking a lot of loggers this last year, and we want to play with in that sort of genre in that it's, I think for a long time, people sort of pigeonholed loggers as being this one thing, but there's so much room to play. It's a big field. And we want to see as far as we can take it. So we'll have this, and then we'll have a really dark lager. We'll have, you know, our regular Pilsners, but we'll also have everything in between so that people can see that it's not just one. Like, lagers aren't yellow fizzy liquids. They're, there's so much room to play. And it's it's a whole other ballgame to be able to play in that field because it allows us just sort of that – the free a little bit more freedom than we thought and i i hope people see that and we can we can bring that to them i love it man and i was very I, I on the note that you, you guys be making a lot of lagers it's something that i noticed um i guess this year and, and last year as well like and the lagers you guys have been doing are just spectacular um i feel like you've really dialed a lot of that stuff in and doing the the um the series that you did last year and then again recently with uh each brewer sort of has their own um, yep. Lager that they're making. What's the name of that? Did they have a series name it's, at it's, all? It's just called the Lager Series, and we do it. This is actually our fourth. Oh, okay. Uh, we, start, we started it right at the beginning of the pandemic. 
right the year before the pandemic and then we released their second iteration right as the pandemic hits. of course <laughs> probably as, a good time as many things do it was not a good timing but uh it worked out because we it a lot having that extra time we're not busy in the winter so we have a lot of time so we will brew in december for release in april and we got we have a lot of time to sort of just let it lager and do our thing and it allows each brewer the ability to show the world what they have and what that what their where their passions are and it, it's a everyone deserves that creative outlet and i want to make sure that our whole team gets that opportunity to, to to present themselves and it's a fun way to let them do that so i love, I it. love it it's one, one of my favorite times of the year dude that's awesome that's super cool and even as you're sort of saying that and even just thinking about this one like uh it being the, this is so perfect for link up because it's a rice lager so i've like you were saying like sort of maybe more like japanese influence plus the lemongrass which i'm not sure what culture particularly uses lemongrass i don't know if it's thai i think a lot of thai food has lemongrass so it kind of feels like yeah, it's Something like that, but I guess the point being that I feel like it's sort of speaking to the mission of Link Up as well, which is like taking influence from all different cultures and really bringing it together in something like a beer that everybody can just love that maybe, you know, you guys were, like you said, you were kind of doing it anyway, which has happened with Link Up sometimes. Sometimes people come up with a brand new one or sometimes they've got something they're already doing. And they're like, that's the Link Up beer. Mm. Um, either way, it's, it's wicked outcome. But it's just, it's great. It's just like, as, along with the alliteration, like the whole thing is just completely uh, yeah. in sync with everything. So. Yeah. When you when you reached out, we had that conversation last year and we talked about it. It all kind of came together. And, you know, beer is itself is a global drink like it's everywhere on this planet and it's enjoyed by everybody so it should be you know it should be something that we take different cultures and we bring it together and we there are czech beers there's german beers there's british beers there's american beers there's japanese beers these are all can be melted together and made into whatever that we should take these and celebrate the fact that it is a global drink and it should be different and using all those cultures to come to whatever it is that you decide to make but it's there and everybody enjoys it so it's it's a perfect medium to explore like it, it, it in itself beer is a global drink yes and for it, sure that fits for, for for what you're trying to do this is exactly what i think it fits perfectly yes couldn't agree more dude so then on the topic of that the you know the link up mission obviously to diversify craft beer both as like a a social thing being that we want the inside of a brewery to resemble what we see you know when we're not in a brewery um but also like a a straight up and down business thing that is like one it's a global drink so it should be for everybody and and it was invented by women in africa thousands of years ago so like it wasn't typically a beaded white guy thing i don't know how that happened but it happened <laughs> um so like what about the whole mission of doing that like appealed to to you guys i mean you kind of spoke to that a little bit there but like what about that specifically spoke to you and to the kind of team at large well i think we want to make one of the things that's always driven me crazy about craft beer is that is it it's very insular and we try, we almost like, it's like an echo chamber and we've talked to the same group of people. And then we wonder why craft beer is starting to slowly sort of, it, it's worked its way out of popular culture in that 
if you only talk to the same people, there's only so many people you can talk to. We need to expand this and invite as many people in this into this world. And sh it, we can't make it about one group of people. It has to be about everybody. And that's what beer is supposed to be about. So, you know, we have to do that. And why would we, I just wanted it to be as open as possible. Like at Sawdust, we're very big on community. We like to share and do different things with as much as we can. Uh, we have a Q Lager, which we work with Muskoka Pride. We try to open that up. We have, we just did a beer with a, a gentleman to, he's <clears throat> going to do this, this, this Fat Dog 120, with which he's doing this weekend in BC. It's an insane race. We try to work with, uh, you know, these groups and people that are in our community to expand that to a show that beer is for everybody. It isn't insular. It is open and honest, and we want everybody in. We have to stop being so geek culture and be more open about stuff. And I feel like we've done, we've done ourselves a bit of a disservice being so nerdy, but we aren't nerdy. We, we just want people to like our drink, and everyone should be a part of it. Well said. Yeah, perfectly said. Yeah, dude. It's it's interesting when you mentioned the the nerdy stuff because that's it's like I guess kind of anything you get a little bit nerdy about it, it starts becoming a subculture that feels exclusive when it's like like you said, it's beer. It's literally a liquid that goes with there's a beer for every food, like for every cuisine. It should be inclusive, not exclusive, and yeah. I think we this is what we did. We we created this exclusive culture when we should have been thinking about being inclusive and it, it kind of like I you sort of see it this younger generation that feel like it was big for so it was like blowing up and being at the center of that for the last 10 years and watching it explode and then watching this reverberation come back where people aren't embracing it and wondering why that didn't happen it's because we didn't we, we sort of pushed people away yeah. As a, instead of letting people in, we, we, we were like, oh, we're too cool for you. Hmm. Stop being so high and mighty about yourself. Bring everybody in. Like, yeah, I, I, I just, it was, in hindsight now, we, we kind of did ourselves a disservice. And now we have to do a good job of being stewards of a community and making sure that everybody sees that was never our intention. It was just, I think we got to get it. We got, got away from ourselves. Hmm. What do you think caused it? Was it like the the lineup culture of like exclusive exclusivity on the products maybe? Or like how did it get there? Being, you know, you're in it deeper than we are. Like do you have any like I, I, thoughts? I, I honestly, it, I don't know. It's so, I feel like it's kind of tied to the IPA culture where everybody chased. It kind of got when – I, when I got into the craft beer – to me, the idea was like it was there was so much choice mm. and there was all these styles. And I I look at these pictures on my wall right here of all these different beers because that's what got me excited about it. And I and I learned about different cultures in the world by exploring beers. Mm. And then all of a sudden we went from like so for me, it was like we went from a monoculture of lagers to exploring all these different styles to becoming a monoculture of IPA where we mm. went back to one style where everybody was just drinking this one thing mm. and that it just went boom and bust and we need to be better than that. We need to show people that there's a lot more out there and 
maybe I'm getting a little off topic, but that's just sort of how I felt it about it. Like it just did, it, it kind of went from one thing to one other thing, mm. and we missed the middle part where everybody should have saw these different styles. And like you can learn a lot about you go to a country, you drink the beer from that country, you learn about the history of that country from the beer that these people drink that it grew up from, and it kind of like opens you up. Mm-hmm. And we missed that, and like it's so exciting. That was like I was li- I used to get so excited about going somewhere and trying the beer from that place, and that's what drew me to craft beer. And I think we kind of got away from that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, that makes sense. I think the IPA part really makes sense too, because then it also became, and it's also what you're mentioning about the nerdy part of it. Like even if you even if you think about how people perceive like craft beer on the outside, which is also still like kind of true to an extent, but it's <clears> like this like oh, it's like the IPA bro, and you know they are in line and oh, they wear flannel and they they're always seeing, talking about seeing, hops, <laughs> you know. Like, when you start seeing memes and like guys making jokes on the internet about the IPA guy, you know you've jumped the shark. You know you've already been there. Like, it's gone too far. Yeah, it's true. I, I love IPAs. I still, I, I absolutely love them. I mean, it's something that, you know, I, you know, the, the progression of the evening, I'll start today. I started with a couple light lagers and I eventually was like, I got to get myself some hops up in here and I get to there. But like, there's a bunch of different beers I'll, I'll have before then. So there's, it's still there. We just need to let everybody back in on the secret that the whole world knew before. Yeah. There's a lot of different flavor out there. Yeah. Yeah. Which of course, when you introduce all those flavors, then you're more likely to get more people in because it's like, okay, it's not just this one thing. So if you don't like this, like our, we had two friends visiting one of my girlfriends here. Like she only from SF, we took them around and she drinks stouts and she loves stouts, for example, but doesn't really like, doesn't care too much about IPAs and that that type of thing so it's like having those opportunities to understand all the different versions of craft beer all the different varieties of craft beer can bring more people in because it's like try this try this try this you know your dad drank like my dad drank uh guinness all jamaican men drink guinness and they drink heineken's like two <laughs> things that are like a hundred percent oh and dragon stout um but either way you know yeah yeah sorry that's that one too <laughs> That's a, that's a secret at the LCBO. You get that stuff for the... That is the great steal at the LCBO. Dragon Stout? Get yeah. that stuff. Yeah, well, I'm a, did Jamaican men know it's not a secret for them? That was like the, but yeah, that, you know, it's like, but if it's like, you can say like, oh, you know, your father always drank stouts, like, why don't you try these versions? Because like, in the end, I think even our generations are interested in supporting local, so they would take these local options of things that they know of, but it's like, you're not, you didn't, you don't feel welcomed into that environment. So it's like breaking all that down again and kind of, kind of, yeah, taking a step back and trying to, you know, reverse things a little bit and make things more open and, and welcoming. Yeah, I was thinking that. Open and welcome is exactly what you need. It, and that's, we made that from minute one at Sawdust. That was always our, one of our missions was to be as inclusive as possible. It's actually on our mission statement. Like we really, really leaned into that as much as possible. Like Rob has been a big proponent of that. He wanted to make sure that if you want to come here, everybody is welcome at Sawdust. And it it was never, we didn't want to be, it was education and inclusivity were our two big cornerstones. We wanted to educate people so that when they came in, 
it wasn't scary, all these different beers. And we wanted to make sure that everybody felt warm and comfortable when they came to our space. And that was always the thing that we wanted to to sort of just push out there. And it, it's mm -hmm. starting to, you know, show when people come in, like we've been a, we we're starting to be a community center and that's what we wanted from the start. Yeah, mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that a lot. Would you say that you guys, like, I would say that you guys are the perfect kind of blend of, like, gateway. So I, I could take in uh, maybe someone who doesn't really, like, know much about beer, doesn't really like beer, and they're willing to be open up. I could take them there to Sawdust, and they can have a great experience and learn about beer. And then also, as a beer nerd, I'm completely satiated because those things don't always match up. So then... I guess that sounds like that that was kind of the intention from the beginning for you guys was that you wanted, excuse me, to, to basically hit 100%. both. Okay. And that's why we had so many different styles. We wanted to like, we will have 18 to 20 different beers because everybody has what they like. And you, you might not like some of our beers. And we're okay with that. You know, that's okay. If you don't like this, that's fine. We have something that you will like. Mm. As long as you walk away finding that one thing, we're happy and we have a great staff, very knowledgeable. Uh, we do a lot of different, we do a lot of, you know, in-house education on beer schools and just making sure that everybody's up on what we have. So when people come in, they can share with them. If you don't, hey, hey man, you're not really into beer, try this particular one. Maybe this will ease you in. And that's, you know, I, I, the gateway, like you said, I mean, we literally have a beer called Gateway for that specific. No. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, I never thought of it like that. To be I didn't even think about that. So I mean, like, we, I, we, we, go ahead. No, no, please. Well, Gateway when we Gateway is called the Gateway in Muskoka, but we mm. called the Kolsch Gateway because we wanted it to be the Gateway beer for people who didn't really like craft beer to get into craft beer like it was it was more than just one reason why but that it's literally why we call the gateway that's cool that's super yeah cool. <laughs> and like super underrated always we talk about it a lot on the pod just i feel like get anything gateway gets like fronted on a bit because i guess we're all like you said before like we're all like circle jerking in our own little like nerdy world and the things that maybe are more hey like you know uh, what's the word like ease approachable maybe um, get maybe like looked over for the craziest stuff or whatever it might be. And I, it's really dope because I guess, like you said, from the beginning, you guys were, were trying to be intentionally be inclusive and, and welcoming to everybody. And then on top of that, you've made the beer styles gateway so that, you know, you've got something for everybody in every palette. And yet you've got a very eclectic tap list at the brewery every time I've been there. And even just at the LCBO, there's so many different sawdust beers that somebody could just yeah. on a whim really like the artwork and just be like, oh, this looks fun and like give that shit a crack and they'll be like, oh, wow, this is high quality, really well-made beer that's going to speak to every different palate regardless of where they're from. I don't know. I think yeah. that's like, it's like the gateway stuff. I don't know. Maybe this is what we're putting together here. The gateway stuff really is about that diversification of, of beer, you know, whether it's cultures, background, ages, gender, like, palette as far as like this this is like a little peppery and a little but maybe this is too much maybe someone will prefer a check pilsner or something because if if you make styles that are intentionally exclusive where it's only like you can only get into this if you like this mm -hmm. then you are putting up barriers right you need yeah. to make styles that are open to everybody 
because like you said, your friend that's she likes stouts. She doesn't like IPAs. Well, then if you go to a brewery where they have six different IPAs and not really anything else, you you unintentionally made a brick wall for mm-hmm. someone to come in and go like, well, I don't even want to be here. Yeah, and you need to have that openness. If it's the palate that is the gateway, then then, then at least it's one way to get into the community is through <laughs> right through the mouth hole. <laughs> if we named these episodes, <laughs> that you were going to say that would have right been the episode. Right right <laughs> do me a favor and say that in the when we do the next Sawdust one, so we can <laughs> use it. So we can just call that the episode name. That's what I'm talking about, bro. That's 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 really perfect. And I feel yeah. like with all of these episodes, every time there's always like some sort of a gem. And I feel like that's so far the gem from this. It's like be like the breweries, even if you don't have that diversity in the tap room that you want yet. Or, or consumer base, if you approach it and then you make beer just like the way Sawdust is, where it's sort of like trying to give so such a, a variety of experiences to people that is almost it'd be almost impossible for somebody to come through and not find something that they like. Yeah, and I think that's the first step to to getting people in to be just be like it doesn't matter what you're into like in, in do you guys have other options aside from beer for say people coming through maybe yes there's... for sure we have, we have ciders we have mixed drinks we have non-alcoholic choices um Love you that. know as i mean i mean na as a whole other option like we've started like as craft beer split into more na options we we, we started with options that were only from big places and now we're getting them from other craft breweries. We don't do one at Sawdust yet. It's I don't want to get into that. It's a it's it's a tough world to do. You sort of have to yeah. have a specific production facility to do that. But we want to offer anything that, at least from a craft beer perspective, that everybody can be a part of. If you don't drink alcohol, that's fine. We want you to still be a part of this. It's about getting you in and enjoying what we offer as not just a brewery but as a communal hub and with the music that we have the comedy shows the drag shows whatever we're doing we have dog fests there like we want you to come Mm. in and enjoy our space for what it is not just for being a brewery Mm. Mm. i love that and that's probably a good segue to the next thing i was going to tap into the community stuff and you sort of like talked about it uh just now and a bit earlier on as well so like I imagine that all started from the beginning where you sort of did whether it was events targeted like aimed at a specific community or supporting specific communities like how did, how did all of your community work whether it's towards diversity or not um begin and how did that sort of like grow out into what you guys are doing now well again at the very outset like rob and i both said like we want to be a place where people can come so we we didn't know what that meant. We just wanted it to be a place where people could come, and then we sort of let the community tell us what they wanted, hmm. and we just let that happen. Like being okay if that's what they want, then let's give them that. Let's do this, and you know, both of us come from different places, and we have what we wanted to, be, you know, open up to, and but everybody tells us what they want too. So like bring them in as much as we can. And like, how can we support this community and make Graveners better? How can we let the people in Graveners in Muskoka and wherever they're coming from, enjoy themselves. Like we want everyone just to have a good time. And what better place to do that than a brewery? Like we both love this very much. And we want to share that with as many people as we can and show them that, 
you know, the beer can be for everybody. And it just seems like a simple idea, but it, it should be even simpler. I don't know. Like, yeah. No, you're right, man. Yeah. It's, uh, that's really the message that this is all trying to get across. And I feel like, I don't think any brewery thinks otherwise, cause it's a pretty rudimentary thing. Like obviously, you know, anyone can enjoy anything, but I think that's, that's the challenge in front of us is for whatever reason, whether it was the notary, whether it was just, it felt like it, it, it was a newer thing. Craft breweries are, you know, and it wasn't probably been around for, aside from like the outliers, like, you know, like anchor or something and, and the stuff in Europe, but like, you know, North American craft beer is 30, 40 years max. So it's like, and even then the ones that were that old are few and far between and, and, you know, the culture wasn't embedded like it is in, I've heard stories about Prague and, and um, Bavaria and Germany, you know, the one in Prague where you're like, if you don't rock up to that pub that makes that one dark lager every week, then they think you're dead. You have to call in sick if you're not coming to the pub and stuff like yeah, it's kind of crazy. That's awesome. So we just don't have that. Um, so like the oh, i was gonna ask they did oh, really yeah. well at being welcoming over there really well well yeah. i guess you know i, I mean it's a little it. bit more of a monoculture yeah already. but there's already a monoculture yeah based yeah. on europe the way europe set up but yeah. still it's very cool but it's probably like all local. ages you probably see just all ages probably age would be the main yeah. that's a good point yeah. um for sort of because you guys for people who don't know you're in muskoka in gravenhurst so it's sort of like the cottage country in on in ontario a couple hours north of toronto so it's you know it's where everybody goes for the most part um as far as the diversity that you guys if you put out a job ad um obviously anyone outside of the city typically you, you i'm just curious who are you getting are you getting a diverse a reasonable diverse sort of uh, applicant pool or is that something you sort of have to chase a bit we don't even like, to be honest we don't get that many applications like because of where we are we're not in the city where muskoka is as much as people think that it's an accessible place it's it's not the 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 cost of living in Muskoka is very high, right? Comparatively, like it's it's ridiculous. So, a lot of people aren't willing to come here to work. So, and and, and even if they got a job here, we've had people have accepted jobs here and then not been able to find a place to live. Jeez, and it's too expensive. Wow, and like that's that's just the reality. So, like, if there's a familial tie, they'll work in Muskoka, but. And a lot of people won't come here because of that, and that's that's it's got nothing like that. Really, isn't up. We would hire anybody if they're a successful applicant. I don't care where you're from. I don't yeah. care. It doesn't matter. You just, but we just don't have that many people applying. And the last job we had, we had one person apply. Wow. Like yeah, from the brewing perspective, I don't know what the front of house is. Like I mean, I only see what I see. Mm -hmm. But like, we just don't have that many people applying because it's it's a difficult place to live up here and wow interesting yeah didn't know that no i like hearing that and thank you for being honest like with that because i think it, these are just interesting things like wh wherever whoever we speak to we always typically ask that question about the uh just the talent pool in general because obviously we're you know with link up we're trying to diversify the industry but also the drinkers so it's like a lot of the times the industry there isn't like there just isn't the people applying. That's the typical answer, but you never know. I was curious about that particular area, but I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, about the cost of living. That's, that's it, crazy. It's an expensive place to live. Uh, and it's a desolate place in the winter. So it's not like, 
it's, it's, it's difficult. And I mean, I'm from here, so I know what it's like. I didn't, it was easy for me to be here, but people that have to move here, it's not easy. And, you know, we are, we're close to the city. We're not super close, but like, yeah, it's, it's not a commutable daily. It's definitely not a daily commute type vibe from Toronto or anything. Um, but, uh, man, like an apartment here is, it's an expensive place to live. And we don't like, we don't necessarily, we, we, we can offer what we can offer as, a, as remuneration that we can afford, which sometimes isn't always what's equivalent to the market. And it's, yeah, we're yeah. in a very weird place right now in terms of what, you know, cost of living versus what rent is and what we can afford. Like it's a very tough time for craft beer in general. We have we, beer should be accessible to everybody, but how can we make it accessible when everything costs more? And it's how do you price it? How do you to make money? To like, we're juggling a lot of different things, and I think yeah. a lot of breweries are going through that right now. Like when a when a pint of beer costs ten dollars, how do you justify that when minimum wage is is what fifteen? So yeah. you have to work in an hour and you get five bucks if you want to buy a pint of beer like it's kind that's of crazy yeah 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 it's it you're right though it's a strange time and that's probably that's a great way to put it though that's one of the biggest challenges then i guess is like obviously you've got that's referring to the licensee side like the bar side which is obviously very important one thing that you guys do really well is your LCBO. Like you've got your one-offs. I love it whenever we cruise, now that we're in Ontario, so we're LCBOs, you know, always, every time, even if I'm not buying nothing, I always want to scope out the beer section. I feel like you guys are always in basically every place I go to and you have like, you know, you do drops, you have juicing in there uh, and you have like, you know, which I believe is something that's not always around. Um, And you sort of always presenting reasonably priced for big you know for cra- great quality ontario craft beer for people within reach if people are like cruising in they're curious about beer obviously you got to pique that curiosity which is a, a step maybe we're skipping here but at mm-hmm. the very least you know the first thing a brewery could do is just make sure they got a bunch of stuff available you know if everyone can't make it up to muskoka uh, for the obvious reasons you were just pointing out, you know, they can go to basically almost any LCBO in the province and grab some of your, your beer and really start to learn about stuff. So, I mean, I feel like that's one of the steps, I guess, towards sort of starting to reach more people. Even in this economy, people are still going to throw down whatever, less you know, less than five bucks typically for a can. Yeah. Which oh, is still yeah. pretty, and I yeah. People still want to drink beer. Like, we want to have that. And, man, like... Maybe I'm just getting old, but I think it was like when I when I think about ten dollars for a pint, like when I was in university, I could get a whole damn pitcher for less than ten bucks. Yep. And it blows my mind to think about the cost of it and when you go out and what it costs to go out and we don't wanna you know, we don't wanna hurt people's pocketbook and we want them to enjoy our beer and still be able to spend their money elsewhere. Like it's a it is a weird time, but we'll navigate it, and that's part of being a business. Like you have to navigate the waters that you're in. Like that's no, hundred percent being bro. a business. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's like you said, yeah, it's a rough time. I mean, you add that on top of everything else. It's uh, it's an interesting time to to be like just alive right now. Everything's weird, but it's a, you know, <laughs> yeah, true. 
at least uh you know you're able to offer people some sort of a solution with that and you know you're doing all of these community things uh, to attract different groups of people make them feel welcome you're able to um you know uh so there's a bit there's a community and then the tap room so that was what i was thinking of excuse me the um the breadth of offerings. So, I mean, look, you're doing everything in your power right now to really um, do that. And, and you, partnerships. Part, and then partnerships, exactly. <laughs> and you're signaling to everyone, that, hey, guys, like, anyone, come through. We'd love to have you here. It's such a welcoming spot. The staff is so cool. Yeah, so cool. Every single time, even if not always the same people, which the dudes who was there, the bartending, were there the last time we did the collab. Um, we, we, have, is, we have great staff, and they stick around, and yeah, yeah. they're wonderful people, and they, they make the trip. The amount of times we see on, not Yelp, but Google or whatever, like the positive praise for our staff is well-earned because those guys do a great job and they're amazing and they're the the face of our company and they, they do a great job being those that face. Hell yeah, they do. You know, we can't praise them enough. It's, it's very, very cool, man. It's, I really feel like you guys are truly like doing, uh, you know, Doing everything you can, because I feel like, once again, the point of these pods, are, like, is to, there's a lot of breweries who sort of, like, I've, I've spoken to, and they're like, oh, man, what do I do? Where do I even start? And, you know, like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, do a collab with Link Up. That's cool. Well, that's one way to do it, and that's great. But there's other things, like, you know, you guys, every brewery who's been on these pods and who's participated is already doing other things. Link Up, I don't think, is anybody's first thing that they've done, which really speaks to the sort of community mindedness of the breweries who sort of, you know, get involved in something like this. And um, I don't know, I feel like it's like, uh, it's tough waters to navigate, but I guess, you know, we're going to come out the other side of it. The last like time shit hit the fan was, I guess, 2008. Like I lost my job in Australia from the U S banking crisis, for God's sake. I worked at a bank. So that's probably why. Um, (laughs) Got a fat payout though. That was a good. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Oh, I loved it, bro. I got like, I got a bunch of money. I like, I had a, I chilled for like four months, just went to the beach and, and like, it was during the Australian summer. So it was like two weeks before Christmas. It was lit. I loved it. But, <laughs> you know, it was, it took a while to get another job. It took me four months to get a job, not, not through lack of trying. It was just wasn't much going on. So like, you know, we'll get through it. And, you know, on top of that, you know, all these little things that uh, biz- breweries can do and businesses can do to kind of like just tap into different communities, because really that's what it is. Like, uh, once again, it's a it's a social problem, but it's also fundamentally a business problem that, you know, you just want other communities who typically don't know who you are to know who you are. So then you can start getting involved with, with them. Maybe there's a whole group of individuals who haven't been buying beer and they like discover sawdust they're like oh man this is crazy this goes with all of our food hey maybe we could hold our event there because you guys do some really cool events at the brewery and you know maybe a collab with them and all of a sudden you got this fun beer with these new uh new to you um uh you know whatever spices adjuncts that you can throw in a beer that gives you some fun stuff it's it's i don't know man there's just so many positives that can come from from doing this type of stuff and you guys are really going home Opening yourself up to new experiences only opens yourself up to new experiences. Like it can only be positive. I don't. I don't see a downside. Like, love that. Nothing. We're only on this planet for a very short period of time, so just breathe it all in, have a good time, and enjoy. Like, I, I don't see any other way of doing it. 
No, couldn't agree more. You can tell this man lives. He lives. You live. Sam's living. Yeah, you live. You travel. You 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 explore. I love Sam, it. Sam uh, gets it in him. And, and speaking <laughs> of that, Sam, she so, like that segue. So, if anyone has been following for the last five or six years or so, I mean it's been eight and a half, but you know, they might remember. This particular gorgeous gem right here from February 2008, the OG, the original Get It In Ya, still closed can, five and a half year old IPA for anyone, like maybe we can bust it open <laughs> one day. Probably won't do that. Um, this beer was extremely, uh, was the first ever, we'd, we'd done, I think, one or two collabs before this. We were pretty early in the collab side of things as far as the pod, but this was the first package one we'd ever done. Um, this was extremely meaningful. I mean, we dedicated this to my dad as well. I got to take it to Australia, take photos of this shit with kangaroos, which was hella fun. <laughs> and it was, at the time, obviously, you were episode 26 of the original series of the podcast. Like, we spoke about this in person when we were there like a, a few weeks ago and it was like i feel like you've been with us the whole time of anybody that's been like riding with bos from the beginning has been you man like it, it means a lot so like going from doing this beer putting our stupid faces on it which was a big thing as well and then you know that you know this beer was also the biggest ipa that you guys had done at the time the most hops you had ever used um, in anything, I remember speaking to Jimbo. He's like, I never even saw that many hops going to a beer. Didn't it like clog the system or something? Yeah, it, it jammed it up. It was it was insane. It was <laughs> it was it was genuinely bonkers. So we learned a lot. We learned stuff. <laughs> you definitely did. And in that time, your I've told you to you like when we when we hung out, and I've said this on the pod multiple times. Like Sawdust cracked the code for IPAs for New England IPAs. Obviously, Lone Pine is one of the best. One easily one of the best. West Coast IPAs, <coughs> excuse me, in the province. It is phenomenal. And your haze is just disgusting. Like everyday magic, the binary system uh, series were just phenomenal. It was so dope. And I kind of feel like it started from Get It In You when you started ramping it up. And then you were like, all right, how do we perfect this? And you guys kind of just figured it out. And it was been really cool to watch you guys do it. And obviously we're in Montreal most of that time. So I was able to, whenever we came down, we got it or I got my brother to pick up some cans for me for the LCBO or whatever it might be. <laughs> so then we were talking late last year about getting uh, you guys. I think you saw my brother at, yeah, uh, we at were, his work. We were at, we were at Aveling and uh, talking about a collab with them and we ran into your brother and it all snowballed. And like I immediately texted you as I was walking out. We might have had a couple, couple few <laughs> while we were there. <laughs> Just a couple. Because <laughs> they make awesome beer too, and uh, sure do. Sure, you know, your like, oh, we got to get back together. So I'm like, I got to reach out. To, we got to get, get back to Craig. It's been five years. Like, I think there was a pause there during COVID where we all sort yeah. of just everybody dropped off, and yeah. now it's like, let's. Why did we wait so yeah. long? It was kind of crazy, and I think you're right. I feel like it was mostly COVID because it was like a year in would have been like early 2019, then two years, oh, yeah, cool, cool, and then boom, everything shut down, and this wouldn't have made as much sense. So I remember telling you because we spoke, I think it was December 2022, and I was like, oh, maybe we could try and do it for the anniversary, which would have been early February. That didn't work out, but it's kind of even better for the summer because it's such a big, bright beer. So, uh, yeah. do you want to whip it out there, old fella? <laughs> there she is. Can. 
Yes. And I again, I might have had a couple already. I might have had one already today. <laughs> Let's I'm not go. Gonna you know, you're not you're not liberty to disclose that. So this beautiful <laughs> year. Last night. <laughs> and tonight again. So the new beer get it in your version 2.0 this time you put tiffany's glorious face it's her first time on a beer cam by the way yeah thanks <laughs> that's awesome i love it so much it's so cool to, to your right to your right a little bit yeah there you there go you there go. you go a little further yeah there you go very cool oh, oh nice that. there you go awesome yeah i love it it's so cool it's a great i think it looks fantastic yeah, it looks great. Shouts to Dana as well. Like I was talking to her on Instagram. She did a really great job. And we got to meet her at the brewery at the very end uh, as we were leaving. We got, the, she, we got the Aussie flag on there too. Yep, represent. Which is so dope. <laughs> and uh, what did we change about this one? So the first one was 8.5% and it had uh, Vic Secret, Ella, and Galaxy Hops. We, this time, we swapped out the um, Ella for Eclipse to bring a bit more uh, fruit uh we added we we definitely mashed a little higher to bring a little more sweetness and the, like when i pour this out this is like thick with like five c's i'm not even like <laughs> it's it is Maybe it's five eyes. Oh, maybe it's five eyes and five C's. Yeah. I, like, I, like I like C's the five C's. Though. I like the C's. five C's, yeah. Um, look at it's, that. Yes, it does it, it is so hazy. Like, you can't, it's impenetrable. <laughs> That's murk right there. That is just... Look at it. Look like, at that head. Nothing, and, like, yeah. we honestly, we, we lagered this for, oh, like, almost 10 days, which is, in terms of, like, IPAs an insane amount of time. Okay. Mm. And what did that like do? Normally then? you're looking at maximum five. Okay. And then... And it did what? not... Lagering typically clarifies stuff. It did... This is clarified. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's honestly... I, if... I, I absolutely love the aroma. Like it is, it is a punch in the face. That's Hell awesome. Yeah. What does the lagering of the IPA do? What's the effect of that? And then if you do it longer, is it just for I clearing like, or? So a lot of um, you know at the beginning of the the haze craze, there was a lot of the there was a lot of hot burn, there was a lot of astringency. Lagering it actually pulls a lot of the yeast and a lot of that astringency and bitterness out, and, and it oh. promotes a little bit more juiciness. It's not so much, obviously, clarification. It's just more letting the beer come together. Hmm. I also mm-hmm. feel like once it's packaged, like I wish we had a little bit more time. Like, like if we had given it a week in package and then release it, I, that would have been my – if I had my brothers, that's how I would have done it because I think that always helps as well mm-hmm. uh, because – with with the amount of hops and as big as this is, it just sort of smooths out those rough edges. But this, I mean, I I'm big on this already. Uh, the aroma is incredible. Nice. It's very <laughs> tropical. It's so good. Like oh. it just hits you right away. Like it's it's all in the and it coats your mouth with just like that. For me, when I think of like big IPAs, I want that resinous tongue coating 
hoppiness. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to exactly express it, but I think everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say that. Like, it just feels like you could it, your your teeth feel it. <laughs> I'm excited to try. This. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to sell. Yeah. Canada Post kind of didn't do us uh, favors, and we would be drinking this all together. I but, know. Uh, I really, really like. I we put it in. We said next day delivery. We paid the extra money. <laughs> I was really not happy about that whole situation. Like, yeah, I could tell. I could tell that you were pissed, and fair enough because it fucked me over in the past before too. But look, it's not the end of the world. It'll be here in a couple of days. Maybe we'll have a little FaceTime or something, and we'll crack it. Uh, yeah, I, oh, that's cool. When that drops. That sounds amazing. It's still, it's still, it's, it's got, it's got all that, everything you expect in a double IPA. Like it's, it's, it's a huge beer, <laughs> and unfortunately, <laughs> it drinks way too easy for the eight and a half percent. I remember at the launch party which we did at uh, Bar Hop on Peter in 2018, there were people. We brought a bunch of friends there, and you know I'm going. With yeah, this, and they didn't know what an 8.5 percent beer really <laughs> is. Some of the people were just friends were coming to support us. They weren't beer people. There was a, a bunch of vomit of, going on with those folks. Yeah. They were just yeah. like, awesome, yeah, beer, I'm just going to keep like, drinking ah. them. Like, so cool. And it's like, oh, no, those no. that's is a high alcohol just percentage there. <laughs> Turn yeah. it down a little bit. So the beer is so out now. That, like, yeah. that Ben Kenobi Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Turn down, like, the deflector shield. <laughs> There's a highly specific uh, reference. I love I that. Like I, that. Yeah. I love it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so the beer is out now. Available on the Sawdust City website. You can order it to your home, get it delivered fresh. Um, is it going to be on tap, aside from the brewery, of course? Is it going to be, like, anywhere on uh, on tap at all? I don't, I, I don't know. I, it, we, we try to keep a lot of our one-offs in-house so that people have to come to Sawdust to get it. We uh, try to be dicks <laughs> It's a, you know, like we want to be brewery exclusive kind of stuff. Like, and we'll, you know, we, you can just buy it online and it'll be at your house in two days. But also like, we want you to come in and try it so you can be there and experience it at Sawdust. Mm -hmm. Which is amazing. I really want to do that. I don't think I, did we have the last one on draft at Baja? I think we might've, or was we, it just we, we used to do a lot more draft stuff and we used to be a lot more, we used to push out a lot more. But again, because of during the pandemic, we became a little bit more insular, and we like pe we want reasons for people to come to Sawdust. We want to like we like people to come in. So we need how do we get people to come to Muskoka? How do we get people to get there? So we, we this is one of the ways. Yeah, and very smart. We want them to be there and experience Sawdust, and and we want to like you know not to be cocky or egotistical we want to show up we want to we yeah. want to like present our best selves and that's that's the best way we can do it is through our beer through our people through our facility and that's you know you know that's sort of what that's kind of like eventually we'll go we'll, we'll push back out but like that's just where the world is right now so that's where we are that's completely fair bro um i like that that's a great little strategy both business wise Makes and you know, experience wise for uh, for folks, you got to get out there. We have to get back and get it on tap while it lasts. God damn it! Um, 
Dude, this has been awesome. I really feel like I know these ones. Uh, wait till we do the other one. It'll be like hours. So this is like the short and sweet kind of pod where we keep. I know. It's, this it's is hard technically longer. Technically, This is actually you know, not long <laughs> to let it go. I'm quite it, excited to do the next one with Brendan because I think he's going to be. I honestly think he's going to be a dark horse. And I want to see like what he's like after like four pints on a podcast. Because <laughs> that kid loves to talk and he loves beer and he loves to be a part of it. And I can sort of remember what I felt like when I was young in the beer industry and what I wanted to do. And I know he's there right now. He's peaking. So I, I think he's going to be like the dark horse in that. So I'm, I'm excited about that one. Hell yeah. Awesome. Stay tuned for that. That won't be too much longer after this one drops, to be honest. But um, dude, this has been amazing. Let's take the screenshot. Uh, we'll wrap up and we'll finish up off air. Um, do you want to hold up, excuse me, those cans right there? We'll take a little uh, thumbnail screenshot here. We might even change these thumbnails too, I guess. Yeah, I think so. All right, are we ready? There we go. Stunning. Uh, Sam, where can everybody find uh, Soda City Online, bro? Or in person? Sorry, was, I missed that. That's okay. Where can everybody find Soda City Online and or in person? Oh, you can... yeah. SodaCityBeer.com, hit our website. Uh, we got online delivery across the province, or you can come into Soda City at our brewery. Uh, we're at all the beer town locations across Ontario. Wonderful place. Yeah, really good food too. And if you're into gluten free, they got a bunch of stuff there too. Uh, I don't know, like, and any lovely beer establishments across the province. Love it. Make sure you ask for it wherever you go and jump online. You can grab the link up, Lemongrass Rice Lager, and, of course, get in your 2.0 uh, directly from the Sawdust City website and pop in and uh, try it fresh on tap there, straight from the glorious Gravenhurst. That's a good alliteration, glorious, glorious Gravenhurst. Gravenhurst. Think about that. There go. <laughs> Got you, brother. Uh, stick around afterwards. We'll just wrap this up. But, uh, Sam, thank you again for your time. I appreciate you immensely, as always. This was a great conversation. Uh, very excited to kick this off with you, bro. Um, your champion, whole team, amazing beer, spectacular. Love it. Tiffles, I can tell you drank slow, so you can drink it with your sushi. Yeah, and we have sushi. We just got sushi delivered, and I was like, I'm going to have this beer with the sushi. Yeah. So I was just kind of trying to like slowly sip it <laughs> like as we go. That would be so perfect. Because while I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is so perfect. When you describe it, this is going to be so perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's money. Um, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for watching. Yo, sorry, go, Sam. Go, go. Thank you guys again for having us. I really appreciate it. I love coming on doing this stuff. This is great, and I love hanging out with you guys. And sorry we missed you for a couple of years there. I'm glad to be back. Oh, it's, it's um, brother, we're back in action. We're in town. We're in Ontario. We're moving. We're mobile. It's on, bro. <laughs> we're going to get sick of each other. After this shit. I'm excited. <laughs> I, can't, I love it. I'm so happy. It, makes, it yeah. makes me very. It makes me smile a lot, man. I appreciate you so, so much. Guys, thank you for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit that notification bell. Ding. So you know when the new erupts. Follow us everywhere at BOS Podcast. And, of course, at LinkUpBOS everywhere linkupbeer.org is the website tiff just redid it so it's looking all snazzy uh if you want to apply for the uh brewmaster program scholarship with niagara college a link up beer scholarship uh we're super proud of that head over to our website there's a blog post which explains how to apply the link and all that stuff uh so you can go ahead and do that if that works and uh folks we'll see you in the next one bye cheers and get it in you Get it in, yeah. Get it in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>